0: G'day and welcome to The Grass Is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. Hope your week is going well. Hope your day is going well. Welcome back. We are in part two of the art of full-time living with Natalie-Ann Chetonsky. Last week, Nat took us through her journey um, with creating full-time lives, writing her book, and the things that she sees as the, the challenges and the framework that work for women in their midlife transitions. I asked Nat to come back for... Bit more of an action episode. Uh, quite often, we we have uh, great discussions with with people at times, like in uh, last week's episode, that just plant the seed for us. And I thought wouldn't it be great if Nat came back and and could help us to start putting some plans in action and and putting some actions in place? So that's exactly what Nat's done today. We we touched on the again a bit more deeply this time the five key ingredients of full-time living and then we moved into Nat's um, real thought process and steps to reimagining your next chapter, breaking down that plan and putting some steps into action. So enjoy this part two with Natalie jan If you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Well, hi again, Natalie Yanchatonsky. How are you, Nat?
1: I'm really well. How are you, Tim?
0: I'm very good, very good, and really excited to get in really in deep into some actions here um, as a follow on from our awesome chat um, last week. Um, why don't we? We're not going to muck around. Well, let's just jump straight in. And I, but I, what I might get you to do, Nat, is just for our listeners, just remind them about those five key ingredients that we're talking about and then we can sort of launch into how we can put some of this into action.
1: The five key ingredients of full-time living are to have a sense of purpose or ikigai, social connections, vitality, which is physical, mental, intellectual and spiritual vitality, lifelong learning, and lastly, wealth. And all of those five key ingredients will lead to a meaningful and connected life.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, look, we've talked about your book in the last episode, The Art of Full-Time Living. I feel like, Nat, the word art, um, and I think it is in your case, it's about this blank canvas that we've got to paint for ourselves. And um, reimagining your your next chapter, creating your next vision, I feel this can be a bit overwhelming for people because you're staring at that. Well, and I'm not a very artistic person, so using this uh, um, (laughs) analogy probably highlights it for me because I could sit with that blank canvas and go, where do I even start? Um, But you've got a big focus on fun, adventure and spontaneity i'd love to when it comes to this visionary piece um you know i'd be really interested in your thoughts there and maybe even about the the steps that we're going to undertake today
1: yeah so really to come up with the design for your full-time life in, in the next chapter there's three main steps to it that is to discover what your vision is for your future self. Second one is to break it down into a plan so that you've got intentions around how you're going to move towards that vision. And the third step is to act, to take steps. So you're actually turning what's on your canvas into something that you're actually living. So Starting off with discovery, discovery is really trying to connect with your own energy to find out what gives you that ikigai or that sense of purpose, where are your strengths, your superpowers that enable you to feel fulfilled and valued by others, and look, those are big into. In, uh, they're big existential questions. So,
0: but surely, Nat, some of this comes back to how they make you feel, don't you think? Because if we're exactly. if looking for a vision of what we want our lives to look like, surely it's got to make us feel good. It's got to make us feel inspired. Um,
1: yeah, and that's why it's the sooner you can get to act stage of actually applying the things that you're thinking would be really appealing to do in the future, why not do it now? So that's where the fun and spontaneity can come into play because without overthinking what's on your blank canvas, start to just sketch it out, put some dot points or draw it, whatever it takes to help you just gather your thoughts on what really inspires you and what do you want to explore, Mm. making a note of that and then going out and doing it and trying a little bit of it just to see if it is aligned with how you think it might make you feel.
0: So one thing, question I've just got for you, Nat, to jump in there. When you do your programs, you use Lego in this situation, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's a really good way to use your hands, to be spontaneous and respond to the question that I pose to you by actually just very quickly in a very short amount of time pulling whatever's in front of you, whatever blocks are in front of you, and then very quickly piecing a model together in response to the question because often that gives you some insights into yourself that you didn't know you actually had because sometimes you just got to use what you've got and that's the same in life. You've got to use whatever resources and time and opportunities that are right in front of you in order to just get going. And it's not always perfect, but it, it's a starting point to getting unstuck. So that's the point of why I use Lego Serious Play as a way to help people move through the vision process when I run my workshops, because by posing a number of different questions that are building blocks the, the thinking around, well, what energizes you? what's unique about you how do you bridge that gap from where you are today to what you want to do in the future by just breaking down all those questions that you might have floating around in your mind and then responding to it and there's no right answer because you can always change it there's just lego blocks yeah. like no one's going to like score you badly like it's really <laughs> just something to be playful about and that's the key around creativity It's being playful, just trying different ideas. The other way that people might come up with their vision is flipping through magazines and coming up with a vision board. So, you know, you do have a blank slate, but it's like looking at images that really appeal to you, that give you ideas, putting it all down and putting it on a wall to remind you of what's your vision for what you want to focus on in your whole life. The other thing that you can do is journaling. So rather than just jotting down your thoughts, the key is really to put those questions down in terms of what haven't you solved in your head, but just posing those questions and being really intentional about what you want to write. And then when you're ready, you've got the time and space to journal on those questions. Sometimes the unexpected will come up because you're giving yourself that opportunity to really go deep and think about things that are sitting with you at the time at that point in time
0: one um thing that i do like when you're doing that journaling again you can you can sit there with this big big task ahead and say gee what what am i going to write here i do like myself to just try and rather than trying to write what i'm going to do is really more approaching it from the other end and saying well if i get to the end of my life how do i want to feel about what i've achieved how do i want to feel what do i want to feel like i've i've done or got accomplished and I, I think honing in on those feelings sometimes can then help you link to what's going to provide you with those feelings i mean that's the way i I just personally see it <laughs> from my point of view. Uh, everyone would be different, um, and that's probably because I need that that sort of feeling to then inspire me into what what the actual what what's of the question will be.
1: I've actually just been in my writing circle this morning, led by Carolyn Tate, and one of the things that we talked about is the beautiful question by David White, and he asks us to think about what question are you not asking yourself? And I love that because at this point in time, that's probably the thing to be journaling about, and it's going to be different.
0: That's right. It's trying to get out of your your rut. Not that you're in a rut, but our thoughts go in a rut, if you like, and we replay over the same pattern. That's why sometimes when you go and see someone or seek a different opinion, all of a sudden it opens up (laughs) a new perspective for you.
1: Yeah, I find that with journaling, for example, rather than me just writing a whole lot of random thoughts and repeating myself again and again, getting those external questions from someone else or from another source is really useful for me because I respond really well and match that energy from that other source. So your question about fun and adventure, spontaneity, for me, I get that energy from other people. And for other people, it might be getting inspiration from other interests or passions or activities that might they might do. It's going to be different for everyone. And that's part of your discovery. Well, what inspires you? And where do you get that energy to go and ask yourself those hard questions and then be brave enough to dig deep and explore what it is that excites you for the future.
0: Yeah, well, I think when we talked about this last week, uh, Nat, and you you did spend a little bit of time talking about the fact that a lot of your participants that you've, you've had in your programs and, and people you've spoken to, struggled a little bit with that, um, putting that, Well, they have that aha moment where they realise they've got to create this future for themselves. So is it true to say that if they struggle to put themselves in that centrepiece and say, oh, I've got to create this with me at the centre, it might actually be that for a long time they haven't thought about what inspires them. and And this is being, I guess, forgiving yourself or saying look don't don't beat yourself up if you can't tap into this immediately it's 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 an ev- evolution to try and uh, reawaken it and and tap into it
1: I think and this is why I called it the art of full-time living it is very much an art and you need to create time and space to keep practicing but practicing on a very you know, low stress, level. So like one of the last kind of sentences I have in my book is envisaging a holistic and long-term future is the first step. So break down ways to get there followed by the simplest and smallest possible step. Take that first step today. So I think it really is acknowledging that this is a life Lifetime of work, and also don't think of it as being really harsh, but it can be fun. Like this is about doing what you want to do.
0: It's got to be fun because it's your your vision that's going to make you happy. So it's got to have surely have fun involved. Yeah, I I think as well, it's not it's not something that's set in stone. You know, you're going to add to it. You're going to take things on. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it changes. And, you know, one of the five key ingredients is lifelong learning. So that doesn't have to be academic. It doesn't have to be just about your vocational skills. This is also about exploring things that really light you up and enable you to connect with things that bring out a different side to you that maybe you didn't have time to do earlier in life. So it's connecting all those things that you're curious about and what's available to you at this point in your life and also the next few chapters of your life so that you can create that space to do those things and to create those opportunities to make it happen
0: yeah cool well and i think the thing about a vision the great thing about a vision or a vision board or whatever is if you change your mind you can take it off the vision board and throw it in the bin it's it's something that can really change at your whim Um, well let's go to the second step then Nat so if we're trying to tap into that vision and then if we were to find some elements in there that we've sort of got a loose plan or a loose vision what do you think people can then do to try and step into that a little bit
1: Because I believe the five key ingredients are all important, but you can't necessarily focus on all those at the same time. I would look at which one of those five key ingredients of purpose, social connections, vitality, lifelong learning and wealth to see which of those five are the most important ones that you want to focus on at first. So if you can combine a couple, then even better so let's say for example you choose to link social connections with lifelong learning then finding a way to come up with a plan so that you can explore that in practice would probably be the part of the planning process like really identifying What is it that you can do over a fixed time frame, whether it's 90 days, a fortnight, or even just the next week? The smaller the better, in fact. Yeah. Because it's easier if you break it down into very small bite sizes. It's not overwhelming, but you can do it. You can make time to do that. So really the key is to identify Of all the different things that you'd like to focus on that's on your vision board or whatever you've journaled with, just pick that one key ingredient to figure out what can you do in order to progress investigating and to make a start, which then takes us to the next one.
0: Well, but just on that, could I just, before you go there, I just want to... um So with that, as an example, you use the example lifelong learning and social connections. If you're there's something you're really passionate about learning or, you know, getting involved in, surely then that those connections are gonna come from that. If you go and join a club or or whatever, you're meeting other people who also have that same desire to learn or they may already be quite accomplished at it and you you can learn from them so it's it brings that social connection element with it doesn't it
1: and also that encouragement and accountability because learning something new you don't necessarily see immediate changes from the first time because I guess the whole lifelong learning idea is that it takes much more than a one off experiment or class for us to be masters in that particular topic or skill that you're trying to build. So you need to give yourself enough time to truly explore it for a bit longer. So, you know, I guess it's also just giving yourself adequate time to see if that's the right thing because it could be hard at first but that's where the social connections bit if you're really aligned with the type of people who are there who might be a little bit more advanced than you are and you can hear about what it was it like for them in the early days and how did they overcome the difficulties of being a beginner in that topic were
0: you, were you just speaking about this morning you'd been to your writing club. So surely there's an element there, that like you're all going there to further, probably inspire each other a little bit, um, find inspiration with reading about a, a certain book or um, discussing it and, and trying to improve.
1: Absolutely. That's why I signed up to it because I felt that the first time I first time round of writing my book I needed someone to be accountable to and that was the role of Jackie Lane my book coach but this time for my next writing project I'm really focused on having a community who are also on the writing journey who've got their own writing projects as well so we're helping each other by making sure that we stick to our writing plans each week. We've already told each other what our goals are. We're keeping each other in check. We're also building our skills in each week. We're learning something new about writing and practicing it. So it's really breaking it down to a week-to-week basis as well as even daily.
0: And you, like the way you're describing that is with with your um, calling there, When people come to do your program and I think you have groups of um, eight or ten people or or maybe more, do they start to have the same vibe in your group where they're able to feel supported with the other people in the group and maybe even talk to other people about what they're trying to achieve and, and that sort of thing?
1: I really encourage everyone to share what their intentions are and it's going to be different for everyone. Mm. But but the more they open up and share what their intentions are with others, the more likely others can step in and give them that support and help, whether it's practical advice, intros to people they might know who can help them, giving them access to resources, books and things that might be useful on their journey. So the more supportive environment that you have around you, whether it's in a circle or a program or you already have those people in your life who you can speak to, who can really help you grow into the person you want to be if you've told them what your intentions are and you know that they're not going to judge you but you feel very comfortable opening up to them. That is so important.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, all right, well, let's move on to, so we've talked about um, coming up with your vision, uh, creating that blank canvas, and now we've sort of picked one area to, to hone in on <laughs> and maybe that one area is going to be what what can I impact easily or what can what's going to make the biggest impact for me. Um, what's the next step that you think? you see that works
1: yeah so breaking down all the different steps involved in progressing that plan so like some people who are very natural planners and really good at prioritization it won't come as a surprise but sometimes when it comes to our own life stuff as opposed to a work project we don't necessarily apply those skills in planning and putting together the sequence of things that you need to do and also the timeline around it. So that's why it's really key to break it down into a small, chunky steps. And it's very helpful to have those accountability partners in your life or come to my programs and share it with others who are also on the journey. So you're on the journey together, having that supportive environment so that you can keep pushing forward and having that cheer squad who know what you're trying to achieve because it can get really uncomfortable and can feel a bit lonely and having people to talk to and I guess verbalise why certain parts of it might be difficult so that they can also reflect what they might be hearing or observing and what you might be doing and help you back on your way of starting to paint your canvas
0: Yeah, great. Where you want to take us next, Nat?
1: And so I guess we started to talk about getting other people involved in doing the planning. You might want to also take action with either the same person or people or group or find another group to actually take those steps with. So taking action and just really trying to figure out, well, what would be that first step that gets me closer to where I want to go? If you've already identified which are the five key ingredients you're going to focus on and you've already got your plan, pick something that's really doable in the shortest amount of time so that you do feel like you're moving forward. And then also observing, well, what did you learn from that thing? Like, are you on the right track? Is there something else that you need to do that you hadn't thought about? so that you are always knowing what's ahead, what's the next thing you can take.
0: I think we've talked about this before on a previous podcast. I think when it comes to taking this next step, it is you talked once before about treat it like an experiment, you know, like this next step doesn't have to be, you know, if you get a few steps down the road and say, look, I I don't think I want to do this anymore, that's fine. Or, If it works, it doesn't work, could work better. It's all just an experiment.
1: Exactly. But because you've already identified that's something that you want to focus on, it's an experiment that lines up with what matters to you in moving towards your next chapter, then nothing's wasted because you did something that was important to you that you had defined as being something that you want to try and experiment with. And I guess what we probably may may not have made very clear earlier on that part of running this experiment means that you actually need to have cleared some space. So having time, being able to fit it into your schedule, feeling like you're supported, that can often mean having to think about what are you going to leave behind what are you actually cu- cutting back on in order to make space to run this experiment?
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I I want to just go back if we can. I love those the three areas that you've talked about. So you know, coming up with your vision and then narrowing it down, and then just taking that first step. You mentioned in there in that little chat there about some people have really good at planning um i want to explore and you would have seen this a lot um the balance between planning and spontaneity so we know that just spontaneity with no structure is, is probably dangerous we also know that just planning with no spontaneity might feel a bit restricted or you know are we being daring enough and I sort of think that being courageous or being uh, what might feel like a bit out of your comfort zone, that's sort of what gives you energy, isn't it? So can we have a chat a bit about the balance there?
1: Yeah, this is probably one of the most controversial topics that comes up in my discussion circles amongst people, that balance between planning, having a plan versus being spontaneous. And I think the key around the word plan is more about being prepared. Yeah. So having an idea of what you're moving towards, what are your intentions, being clear about what matters to you most, but then also giving yourself enough freedom to be spontaneous and do those things that matter to you. And then I guess the bit about planning is just so that when decision decision points and opportunities arise, you can be a lot clearer about is that the right thing for me right now? If I'd set an intention of this is what matters to me, is that just a distraction? Is that going to take me off another path that I hadn't necessarily thought was right? Or is it something that actually, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but I'm going to go with it because I'm curious I want to see where it might lead me. So it's not to say that you have a plan, you have to stick to it because part of the whole idea of really being clear about what matters to you and doing more of what matters to you is also Mm. the discovery bit and this is where it is very much the art of recognising when those opportunities could be a gift to open up a whole new thing that you hadn't thought about,
0: um, Nat. I, now you you're not a natural person that uh, sells yourself and sells your your, your services, but um, I would love you to just if you could, just give our listeners like a brief sort of um, explanation of how you run your programs and what's involved and. I think it would even be great to put uh, links to those programs in the show notes because what you do is actually, I think it's quite um, revolutionary really in lots of ways because even though they're fundamental things that are being discussed, there's nothing revolutionary about each individual thing that's being discussed but it's not common that everyone that people are doing this and and doing this work and creating a framework to, to bring it out so yeah I'd love you to talk about it and and tell people what's involved
1: yeah so I'm running an online program for women going through their midlife transition and it'll start later on this year and it's all about what we've just talked about today in exploring how you can kickstart your next chapter and reinvent your life and the key is we'll be using creative play story te- storytelling techniques to really uncover what your key ingredients are that you'd like to meld into your life today to set you up for the longer term of your life so um, everyone receives a copy of my book and we'll break down each of the group sessions into the key areas of purpose social connections lifelong learning experimentation and how do you actually use experimentation as a way to reframe and move forward with the next thing that you want to do and before you know it you're already applying and kick-starting this new vision for yourself in as we go during the program so um I guess it's it's really very much a combination of the group going on the journey together, supporting each other, having fun, and also watching each other's journey unfold as we go because we learn and observe how other people are doing it. We'll take inspiration from what's working for them, as well as the, you know, celebrating the trials and tribulations of the progress that they went what yeah. them making in a defined timeline over the course of doing the program together.
0: Um, Awesome. Um, I think as well a couple of points to make is it is only women and and I think the fact that we went through some of the unique um, changes and unique transitions that women go through, so you've really um, honed in on on a program that works for women and, and works for, for that them to feel supported through through that process. How long does it go for again?
1: It goes for 12 weeks. So oh, we have weeks. six sessions. Yeah. So there's enough time for people to really reflect on um, the learnings, to run experiments between each session and have something to talk about each time.
0: Yeah. Great. Um and I think we are also going to be chatting to Nat about um, about you know the possibility of how we, with our clients, can um, help our clients use a, a, a program like Nat's to to really further their own vision. Because as I as we've talked about all through these two episodes, it's a powerful combination. If you've got strong visions that inspire you and And make you happy Uh, and then it's really just about having the financial ability to deliver on that Um, it becomes a really great combination unstoppable yeah
1: exactly that combination of really being clear about what your vision is and having already applied it so that you can actually dial it up when you're ready to totally apply your whole new vision to your next chapter or subsequent chapters because I think it doesn't change doesn't happen right away no it does take time a lot of experimentation for some people it might take a number of months others it might take a few years or decades everyone's different in terms of how long change takes it is all part of the full-time living journey
0: yeah, that's right, and I think um, confidence is built when you when you do something like undertake that program and you, and you really try things and start to build um, that full time vision for yourself. You're going to build confidence, and then that confidence inspires further action. So it's it's no more complicated than that.
1: And I guess the other thing to note is the bonding experience of everyone going on a journey together, the connections that come about as a result of really sharing our stories and insights, what it's like to go on the journey. And um, when I first started full time lives, one of the things that I really wanted to do and it was very much supported by the women I interviewed is um, the whole idea of when you have your first baby, you go to mother's group that's organized by your local council. And I've always come back to that idea that the way you decide to parent, to look after your baby, manage sleep, we're all different. But what is bonding is that you know, motherhood all started all at the same time. And so we're all kind of struggling with different things, but what is key is that we've got that commonality, that shared experience of, oh, this is all new for us. So I I think that in many ways this is giving birth to a whole new chapter of our lives. We're going to give birth to something totally different from each other. (laughs) Yeah. So... That's an exciting thing. And you can do it again and again. And as you would reflect on past phases of your life, the people who you go through major change with are the ones who become really good friends. Yeah. If not for right. that next chapter or become lifelong friends.
0: Fantastic now. Well, that is two absolutely wonderful episodes part 1 and 2 um thanks for stopping by is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with
1: really take that first step wherever you're at whether it's discovery planning or taking action wherever yep. you're at with moving towards your next chapter just keep putting one foot in front of the other
0: yeah fantastic well said and we will obviously have links to a whole lot of Nat stuff in the show notes. And certainly if you've, you've got any questions at all, you can reach out to us um, via our podcast website. Thanks a lot, Nat. Thanks for popping by.
1: Thanks so much for having me on The Grass Is Greener.
0: Awesome. Join us on The Grass Is Greener Facebook group, where we can connect, share and keep you up to speed with our latest episodes. Well, I hope you got some great inspiration from those couple of episodes with Natalie Jan Chitonsky. Really love the five key ingredients. I know that um, we've been through those a few times, but I think if you, you're attaching your vision to such a well-rounded, very balanced view on what your future life can look like, it's a great place to start. Really loved Nat's um, thought process with discover, plan, and act uh, because I think just getting started is the key to any of these um, bigger bigger topics that we've got to tackle in our life. Quite often we it goes in the too hard basket, so just get, get started. Really loved that part of it. If you're interested in Natalie's programs, we have got links in the show notes of this episode and we will also put some links into our Facebook group. In the coming episodes, we are going to flip back for a few weeks on some more financial and technical, um, I we call it technical, uh, episodes, um, but we will intersperse those with, with some of these lifestyle thoughts as well. So stay tuned for future episodes on our Plan Your Retirement series. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to discuss on an upcoming podcast, head on over to our website, tgigpodcast.com.au and leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side, it's greener where you water it. See you later.